Hello friends, welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If this is your first time joining, thank you, welcome. Every week I am sitting down with interesting humans from all walks of life with the hopes of just bringing you guys a different perspective on the world. On the world, Craig. Top five security of the world. <laughs> All right. This episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. You can go to jumbocbd.com. Check out all of the amazing products that they have. They have drops and sprays and a ghee and the balms. And, man, they're all great stuff. So cadabidol is helping so many folks, including myself. I personally use it on a daily basis. I use it before bed. I use the drops. Um, I use the balm. It helps with my recovery, especially after doing jujitsu or just training in general. Sometimes, you know, things get a little sore. And uh, the the muscle bomb, I use the 200 milligram extra strength with menthol, and that's been game-changing. Um, you know, my fingers will get super stiff after a hard day of rolling jiu-jitsu. And, uh, man, it's, you know, that, that bomb will allow me to use my hands like I need to. It, it relieves the pain. Um, it helps with swelling. And, uh, man, it's been game-changing for sure. And... CBD in general is helping people, you know, all walks of life, all ages. Um, you know, I sat down with some, uh, a, a couple mothers uh, on an earlier episode, Ashley Markham and Laura Calloway, and both of their sons were, were seeing great benefits um, from CBD. And, uh, man, I've just, I've just heard it time and time again. So you can go check out all of their products for yourself and uh and and see what it's about and and guys i've heard it before you know i can just go to the gas station around the corner at that store that popped up and you have to be careful where you, where you are getting your cbd from so keep in mind that you know it with like anything else sourcing is important make sure that you're using products that are high quality in nature you know premium ingredients they're getting lab uh, tested it's not just somebody making it you know in their bathroom or, or wherever the case may be so it's very important so make sure that you are checking where you're getting yours from which is why i i only i only use jambo cbd because i know exactly where they are getting their um i know exactly what's in what i'm using because they send all of their products to a lab to get tested it's a third-party laboratory they post all of their results on their website so you know that you're not getting any, any of the junk all of their ingredients are are organic um it's just it's man like what what more could you ask for so go check them out you can save 20 percent at checkout with uh, the code OUTSIDE, you will save 20% off your entire order. So again, go to jombocbd.com, use the code OUTSIDE when you uh, check out, and you will save 20% off of your entire order. All right. We're also brought to you by Imposed Will. Go to imposedwill.com and check us out. We launched our full line of apparel. You can also get on our mailing list so you can stay up to date on all the new shit that's happening and you'll be the first to know so that's imposedwill.com all right my guest today is bj smith um and i must say uh thank you sir and uh i always enjoy it if uh when people um 
bring me gifts you know it's always unexpected but bj brought me some ground beef uh which is really really cool from um i'm guessing the cow that he had butchered so man that's one of the nice things about living um you know like close to the rural area areas especially here in missouri right where most of the state's pretty rural you know there's like quality meat and food like all around really if you if you actually go and and look for it so it was really cool though anyway that he brought that to me so i couldn't thank him enough for that for sure and uh yeah that was pretty rad anyway bj is uh he reached out to me he wanted to come and sit down and talk about um youtube and you know some of the different opportunities and i don't think we even really quite got to there just yet so we'll have to have another conversation later on but he uh he started a youtube channel uh in october and is growing relatively quickly so he's um already at 1100 followers and uh, i don't i don't even think he's had the account for six months now so or yeah he has i think said october he started that thing so um either way he's posting some pretty cool ass guitar riffs on there and uh man so we talk about his journey he's uh, had his hands in a few different things he's uh he's very entrepreneurial at heart and um he's 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 been doing some shit so without any further rambling from myself bj smith ladies and gentlemen all right bj smith we are rocking and a fucking rolling sweet how are you doing today brother Doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So uh, we're just gonna just keep doing what we've been doing, dude. Just uh, just keep it going. But uh, shit, you've had quite an interesting journey along the way. Um, I want to do just a little bit of a, a recap um, to kind of where we are today for you. You you owned uh, actually. I want to know before you owned uh, NFA. So you owned NFA. You said for eight years. Uh yeah. I- we started in 2010, and our first show was in 2011. Okay. I uh, We kind of tackled it. We went to a show. I was like, I think we can do this. Yeah. At the time, I was uh, training at Destruction MMA, so I knew a lot of the fighters. You know, I got along with everybody really great. And yeah. Built that, rep, uh, that, uh, that relationship first. Yeah. And I was like, I think we can do this. So... I started it in 2010, basically just trying to get everything in order. Talk to Jason Cooper. Yeah. You know, because he, he, like he tells everybody, he's like, uh, you know, this is hard. You can lose a lot of money. I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah, you could if you just jump into it. And I've, I've seen it along the way. I've seen guys just come in and then, oh, yeah. you know, they're out. It's, it's like anything else. You have to build it. And uh, we built it in 2010. Our first show was October 2011. And it was, I mean... It was pretty unbelievable. It was great. Yeah. And then uh, had a turnaround show, what, two months later in uh, February 2012 at the same place. Okay. And both places, you know, it was uh, it's at the Teamsters Hall, which is coincidentally my uh, my union hall now. Okay. And I wasn't with uh, AB yet. But, you know, we had those two shows. They were... Like we couldn't get any more people in the in that building. It was so yeah, it crazy. Sold out. Yeah, yeah. So what was what? So what took? So you started in 2010. Um, what what all kind of went into like that 
it took like a year to build up to the first show, right? Yep. Like what what all goes into that? Like why why so long? To me, there's so much planning. Um, when guys jump into this and they're having their shows, they think it's going to be one of these things. You set up a cage, you get a couple people to fight, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. To me, the way I am, there's just way more into it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have uh, an experience that was not just inside the cage, but outside of the cage. Yeah. Uh, when I go to rock concerts or any concerts at all, you know, mm-hmm. what I like to do or not what I like to do, but what I enjoy the most, I guess you could say, uh-huh. is the intros to all these bands. Yeah. I love the anticipation and the buildup. So I wanted our shows to feel like that. Yeah. So we started having like video intros, and but it was all like a, this this anticipation like built up and then boom. Yeah. Then the guys take the stage, you know, the fighters take the stage and, you know, do their thing. But I wanted to make that experience. Yeah. As awesome as possible. Yeah. So I started with designs, you know, had, uh, Eric Irvin help me with the, the designs initially. Yeah. The graphics. And, uh, just looked into insurance, uh, what I need to do through the city. You yeah, know. getting licensed, I imagine that's probably a fucking it's about, quite a process. And I wanted to be legit about it, too. So I got my LLC, you know, first and for- foremost to uh, make sure that was kind of out of the way. Yeah. Got my insurance in order because when it comes to that stuff, you have insurance not only for the fighters the night of, but you have insurance for the spectators and the venue and, mm-hmm. you know, just things like that. Some people don't pay that. They don't even. Oh, really? And I'm just like, no way, man. I yeah. know, I know too many crazy people and saw. Yeah. Seen too many uh, buildings destroyed. Yeah. And I don't want to be paying for, for any sure. of that. <laughs> so that first year was just kind of like researching and yep. just figuring out, just like building what, it up, kind of yeah, all the logistics and just like the foundation. Yep. Yeah, infrastructure. I probably well. worked on the fight card for probably four or five months. Oh yeah. Yeah, matching can really be difficult. I mean, if you're trying to put, you know, together um, good matches, right, that are uh, similar skill sets and, you know, it's going to be a good fight, it's going to be entertaining, and they're going to sell tickets because you have to take that into consideration, right? Yep. So, man, and, and then make sure they're going to show up and they're reliable because, let's yeah, be and honest. Yeah, you know, with amateurs, you can't put them on a, you know, any kind of contract. You just, you just treat them right. Yeah. You, know, that's, you just treat them right. That's all you can do. Yeah, I do like how now amateurs have to get blood work. Oh, I love it. You know, this was something that we were doing when I still owned the NFA. Yeah. I was pushing for it. I've I've always, you know, been been straight with that as far as why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it just makes sense. It's just the safety for the fighters and everybody involved. You have some of the guys that are like, I don't think we should pay for it. I'm a guy that has so many hobbies that cost a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I've probably spent hundred thousand dollars plus on hobbies yeah you know my whole life just things that you enjoy it's just it's a part just of it do it i mean yeah you no know, just do it these are the dues that are that are i mean that's what you have to pay so yeah it, it's no different as a pro you have to get your own blood work right so just get used to it now well yeah the counter argument they're like well the pros get paid well yeah they're also at a higher level so to speak you know yeah but you know, it's just one of those things. We, we I mean, might not an, always agree. But as an amateur, you could probably find a sponsor, though, right? I well, mean, back then when I started, they were really like, oh, these guys can't be, be getting anything with any kind of monetary value. And I'm like. So somebody couldn't, mm-hmm. like, pay for their for their test for them? They could pay for their test. That's what I'm saying. And I think their gym. 
Right, they're gym fees. Yeah, they're. Right? It was very gray when I was. Yeah. Um, it was explained to me, you know. That's funny, dude. So when was your last show? When did you When did you move on from it? Uh, I believe it was. Was it October two thousand sixteen or seventeen? Okay, cool. So you guys had a good little run there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm happy to say, and I mean, I I try to do this and let people know I'm not bragging. I've never had a show where I lost money. Nice. That was that was something that I feel that I put a lot of uh, I put a lot of time and effort into making sure that we had successful shows. Yeah. And uh, you know, you put in the work, right? I mean, I was a matchmaker too. Yeah. When at the end of the day, those are long fucking days, dude. A lot of phone calls. Oh my god, emails, my wife, my wife hated it. Dealing with people of no pride professionalism <laughs> and not everyone has the same work schedule so you yeah. got guys who are working midnights yeah fighters dude <laughs> i mean i mean a lot of them are just people working and and training and you know you got you got every level of like um like dedication but dude yeah they work all sorts of crazy schedules yeah. and then did you have issues with fighters like not being able to get off work uh yeah i I've heard every excuse oh, yeah. in the book, you know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's dude. just part of it. Yeah. But then I've had guys like I have a list of guys that have stepped up when they might not have, you know, they shouldn't have taken fights. But, you know, me back then, of course, I'm pushing my show because the show has to go on. Yeah. So I'm pushing it. But, you know, I have a guy, a list of guys that I call and man, they're there and they're there to fight. Yeah. And that's what I liked. I also liked. You know, talking to these guys, they're not just some, you know, corporate number to me either. You yeah. Know, I, I was pretty friendly with most of these guys. I had them all on Facebook. And when I would create a show, I would make a group chat with all the fighters. Yeah. So, I mean, all the accountability is there. But I just, I'm asking them questions. I'm talking to them about, like, their life. Yeah. You know, it's just not like, you selling tickets? You know, you selling tickets? Yeah, some people are like I asked that. them. I pushed it. You know, don't get me wrong. I did push it. Oh, you have to. I mean, that's that's how you're doing business, dude. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I'm, I don't feel bad for that. I, I had a lot of money involved in it. Yeah. I pushed tickets, but I didn't push tickets like if you don't sell this many tickets or if you don't sell these, you're not fighting. That is something I would never, ever say. Right. Couldn't. You know, it's not a, in, with anything in life. It's it's not what you say. It's how you say it, right? So, I mean, you wouldn't be doing your job if you weren't, you know, at least, you know, reminding exactly. these guys, like, hey, man, like, where are you at on tickets? Like, is there any, like, can I help you? So, like, what can we do? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Because, like, did you guys, did you give the fighters graphics? Like their own? Yeah. Uh, it, that would almost depend on the show. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, we, we put their posters, we get their faces on the posters, right. but then something real we simple. got to a point where we we're like, well, shit, four of these guys are already gone. Oh yeah. So it's hard to, it's already hard enough to get everyone together at the same spot. It's another thing. Cause I have a career outside of this. You yeah. Know, I didn't do this full time. So during, me. yeah, during this time you had a job. Yeah. So I'm like taking off work early meeting fighters it's it's hard it's hard to get them in the same spot to weigh in yeah. let alone yeah. go everywhere well yeah have them send you a photo yeah well and then i got <laughs> to the point where i'm crazy about that kind of stuff oh, i'm okay. like god this would you take this photo on, sucks. yeah yeah you take this on a potato what happened? <laughs> man dude the many challenges so before you started that you already i mean you already were in your career and you just decided one day you just wanted to, to also start this well I went to college for uh, for heating and cooling. 
Uh-huh. I worked at a funeral home while I went to college. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, which is always a good talking point. People are like, that explains a lot. <laughs> but uh, You have like a dark sense of humor? <laughs> oh, it's, it's almost too bad. So It's real? bad sometimes where I say something and then I'm like, God, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> it's like you're hearing it at the same time everybody else <laughs> Oh, is. man. It, sometimes it's rough, but, you know, it's funny. Yeah. But, you know, I uh, went to college for heating and cooling. So I get out of college. I immediately got a job, which was, you know, I'm lucky for or thankful for. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's the thing about trade schools, right? I mean, well, one, you went to school probably, what, two years? Yeah. Exactly. And then you immediately get out and you, you get to go to work, right? And then you're probably not left with a shit ton of debt from that school, and I'd imagine. No. And uh, what's crazy is I went to Vaterat and talked to them. I went to Rankin and talked to them. Yeah. We're talking like twenty five to forty thousand dollars. Yeah. And I got the same exact certificate and everything I needed from a college in Union, East Central College. Nice. For like five grand. Exactly. Dude, in yeah, trade schools are yeah, some of them, those ones like that can be pretty expensive. But even, like, kids coming out of high school, like, at least here in Missouri, I know there's, like, the A-plus program that usually pays for that. Yep. So, like, it's just such a viable option. And that's just the way to go. Not that I'm, you know, I'm if you're trying to get an education, I'm all for it. But Yeah, I'm just so, um, there's just so many ways to get an education. Yeah. And I'm at the kind of point where I feel like, if you want to go to college, like that's totally cool. I don't feel like that's the place you should go find yourself. And I'm always kind of a little conflicted on that, actually. Because, no, I agree. I yeah, agree with that. I actually took a finance course, and I didn't take it into my very last year. I was I, I switched. I went from a, I switched between a couple of different majors, and I ended up just on business administration because I wanted to be done within four years. <laughs> and um, I took a finance course, and the teacher was so cool, and I, I really liked it. If I would have taken, like, if I would have taken that course earlier, like, I probably would have been a finance major. So I can kind of understand where it's like, oh man, sometimes you take a course, and it can literally spark the, like where you kind of go. But on that same note, I'm also like to the point to where it's like, is that really the place to be trying to find yourself to where you're racking off like all that debt, and you're just like, what are you really doing there? You could be yeah. doing something no, else I with agree. your life. So now I'm just really to the point to where I feel, if you want to go to college, totally cool. If you have the money and it's you know you can blow it while you while you're trying to figure yourself out, <laughs> go ahead and do that. But for most people, I would say that I wouldn't go to college until you're like you know what the fuck you want to do you know what i mean especially if you're going to be like a doctor or a lawyer or something like that you definitely need to go to college but if you're just trying to make it in the world as far as like being an entrepreneur or building a business or a brand or something just go out and do it yeah oh i i completely agree but with that point you said a uh, doctor or lawyer that is you going to college with a specific mindset you know of what, what you, you're doing yeah you know what you want to do i think that's whenever it's like when you know what you want to do go do it yeah i mean you got so many people that go to college for, I mean, they go to college because they're like, well, this is what you do after That's what I did. Like, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'd probably would definitely be a loser if I didn't. You know Me, what I, mean? I was like, okay, I graduated high school. I'm done <laughs> with schooling forever now. Yeah, man. And the thing is, so I, when I graduated college, I didn't have a, like a, a terrible ton of debt. Um, I went back to grad school for, you know, I, I worked, um, you know, in the corporate world for a while and I was just, 
I had my degree and I quickly realized like it, it can kind of get your foot in the door. Um, but at least at the company I was, you know, the, I mean, I was at Express Scripts and I was working in a call center, dude. And they, they wouldn't really hire from that, like, uh, that pool of people to, to like go over to, so that's like an operational side of things. Like you're talking, you're just like a frontline employment job. They weren't really hiring from that, from like that section of the company to like go on to like other areas of the business yeah, I gotcha. and like get I promotions gotcha. so i was like man i gotta get my fucking masters and i went and did that and it actually did help me get like a better job within the company but i'm just like now i kind of know what i know now and me not even being in the corporate space anymore I don't even know. I don't know if it was worth it. I mean, I guess it can be worth it if you want to do that. But I was never happy doing that. Like I was never even able to be like my authentic self, like working in that. Oh environment. yeah, for sure. So it's like, man, it, I don't know if it was <laughs> worth it, dude. I just don't. But but you're told it is. You know, that's that's what we're told, especially here in the Midwest. I mean, you know. Yeah, you here in Missouri. That that's is what you're expected told. from you. Either, you know, when I was growing up, it seemed like most guys would go to either guys and girls would either go to college would join the military yeah or would end up just doing construction you know yeah straight out of school like i know a guy now he's one of my one of my best friends but uh he had been doing like masonry stuff while we were in school and now he owns like a, a successful like masonry business now hell yeah and i mean no schooling i mean that you say that and people automatically default to like, oh, they're kind of dumb. Like, no, 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 no. This guy has a better business sense than most people that go to school. Right. Dude, you can get an amazing education just by reading books and listening to podcasts and just educating yourself. Like, that's the thing. Like, you you can get – and really, universities, the the information that they're, that they're teaching is usually older information. It, it takes a while for information to actually, uh, like, you know, disseminate into – the masses well yeah and i mean they're picking what to what to to share with you yeah you know that's true it's and you know just the way the world is right now it's so crazy like you know how it's how easy it is to sway things especially with the way social media is now yeah you know you can find an an opinion of yours that is complete bullshit i mean complete bullshit but you can find a way to almost prove that bullshit correct yeah, man. And it's scary because people come to debate you sometimes or you're just talking and you're looking at them like, where, where did you hear this shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, I got sources. You're so <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, you got to be careful with, with the information that you're that you're getting for sure because you can definitely find something to support both sides, which is good, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, to yeah. try to find a balanced perspective. But like you said, if it's just some way off shit, like the earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not about it. Yeah, it's not flat. <laughs> That's not. We don't have time for this podcast or that one. <laughs> we don't have time. But no, <laughs> when you're talking about your friend, it made me think about. I just sat down with a husband wife couple, and um, the um, the husband, his name is Josh Kahneman, and he started um, uh, he started his company K Build. You know, he didn't graduate high school even, and now he's crushing it and he's a very smart guy and he has like all the you know characteristics and traits of you know a successful person he's disciplined you know he he seeks knowledge he's always trying to be better you know what i mean like you can do it a lot of people have always will it's it's so weird because 
I mean, even guys I work with, guys I grew up with, they see this success as a as a number from their own perspective. What do you you mean? know, it's like, uh, is he successful? Did he graduate school? Like, I know guys who think, yeah, if you can make three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year, and if you didn't graduate school, they're gonna see that as like, oh, yeah, that's and just I'm their just own like, ego and judgment, yeah. though. But, they got some own things they gotta work through. Yeah, but I mean, in the on the flip side of that, you got guys who can, you know, make make a lot of money but they don't have a family, you know, they're, they're kind of just, they're not people oriented. They're like money oriented. Yeah. They're not, they might have a huge education, but I mean, do you start wondering, is that successful to you? Yeah. You know, how do you define success? That's what I mean. That's so success can mean anything. So you're basically judging somebody off of, uh, your perspective of success Mm -hmm. and your outlook, which I mean, to, 10 other people in the room might just sound crazy to you, you know? Right. I, I, I always tell people this cause I'd like to retire when I'm 55, no matter what, you know, that's, that's just my number. I've seen too many guys retire in the sheet metal business at 60 and then they live three, four years and die. Yeah. To me, that is not what it's about at all. That it, it baffles me that that is how humans work. Yeah. Like we're going to work our ass to the bone. Some of these guys are with really hard jobs. We are going to work, 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 retire, and then all of it's gone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I mean, retirement, I don't know what that even means. I mean, you're, yeah, I, it's so odd to me. So I always told myself, I'd like to retire when I'm 55. Mm -hmm. The rebuttal I get with that mostly is, oh, you ain't going to have enough in, you know, your 401k pension social security won't be there i'm like you don't understand yeah i've been poor and very happy before you know it's not something poor financially i should say yeah i've been poor and i was extremely happy with my life yeah i like to distinguish those i like to say like so like that's being broke like you're broke right you don't yeah, have I'm broke. money but like poor is mentality yeah uh as far as life goes yeah you're absolutely right rich and poor you know what you might consider rich, I'm going to be like, you know, that guy or gal, you know, they don't have that life that I want. Yeah. You know, a lot of money with no family, that ain't for me, you know, no matter the money. Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone wants money because that's how this country works, you know. Well, I mean, you, gotta, you still have to play the system, right? <laughs> yeah, and you it, do. It's, it's not cool to be broke. Like, it's not like you, here's the thing. You don't need a lot to live, right? I no. mean, you can actually live on a whole lot less than people do. Like, it's not like you have to try to keep up with the Joneses and have a lot of nice shit. If you if that's what you want, that's totally cool, too. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not against, like, people that want you know, nice, lavish things, right? Like, there's those, but, like, me, like, I mean, you look around my apartment, I don't have a lot of shit. I mean, I, here's the thing. I don't like a lot of things, but I, the things I like cost a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the so same way. So it's like, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm not cheap, but, like, I don't need a lot of things, and I live well below my means, right? So that's, that's how I'm able to try, you know, do my own thing and, like, yeah. work on my own business and building my own brand, right? So... I mean, shit, dude, you can measure success in any way. Well, I mean, you know, like I said before, I know plenty of people that make a lot of money and they can't miss a day of work. Yeah. You know, they have so, and I mean, don't get me wrong, they have some nice things. Yeah. But they can't miss work because of it. Yeah, they just have like one piece of the puzzle solved. Yeah, I'm in a situation now where, you know, I do 
love my career. You know, I worked for Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. It's a good career. But if I were to miss, uh, here's actually, here's a perfect example. Last July, I broke my foot yeah. at Elephant Rocks. Oh. Landed awkward, blew my foot completely out. Dang, dude. I was out for three months. Yeah, you've been rehabbing that thing? Yeah. Uh, Feet are so important. Oh, yeah. About two months ago is when the pain started going away to where I could actually start running again. Yeah, well, running can be hard, especially just depending on what your form is like, but just like stretching it and doing just different mobility and strengthening things. I ask because, dude, I have terrible ankles just from shoes aren't good for your feet. Like we actually walk, most of the shoes have an elevation on the heel, which yeah. keeps your foot in like a constant flexion. So like me, I have really tight ankles, so it can like create this tightness i mean the body's a chain so kind of all all up the line can affect your knees can affect your hips can affect everything so yeah man i don't know i'm just always big i'm just trying to stretch my ankles every day so i was wondering yeah i mean it was so crazy the first week after that happened i couldn't even like touch my foot oh yeah nothing could brush up against it (sighs) pretty brutal uh it was what they call a liz franck break which is basically the tendons that hold your foot together yeah, there are a lot of little bones down they there. blew oh wow so what they had to do was go in with uh two screws uh-huh. and two plates these screws are hollow so they basically go in sideways with these screws and then run a like a cable through them uh-huh. attach it to one plate run them through basically cinch my foot together and oh, wow. attach it to the other plate god damn and the plates are still in there yeah oh yeah Wow. So does it keep, so do the plates keep your foot in like a stationary position or does it allow flexion? Because you know how like when you put your foot down, it expands. Yeah. Does it Um, allow for that Yes, because that's that's what the tendons are for. You know, your bones are basically held in with those tendons. Well, those tendons are still able to flex, obviously. Yeah. I just didn't know if the plate. But uh, yeah, this is, here, I'll I'll show you the scar. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. Holy cow. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Let's pray like with my scar on my hand. I got that surgery on my hand. They basically went in there, but those screws go through right there. Yeah. And then they just basically cinched the uh, bones together. Huh. But like I was saying, uh, when it first happened. Yeah. Obviously, some of the most pain I've ever been in. I imagine. You know, so. with your foot. But uh, let's see. Through the winter, sucked completely. Like my. I was aching nonstop. My my feet were just killing me. Yeah. About two months ago, I felt like I uh, I was actually playing basketball with my ten year old. I love playing basketball. Okay. I was playing t- basketball with my ten year old, and I was able to launch again. You know, have a little bit of explosion. Yeah, without it freaking me out. Yeah. Because before I could feel it. You know, you go to you go to explode and. Your foot's like, mm, yeah. not yet, man, not yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, give it time. But uh, I played basketball with him, and I was like, you know, I actually feel good. So, well, then, while he was in basketball, uh, I would take him to practice, and I would run on the track above, and I got to where, like, it feels feels good. It doesn't hurt every day anymore. Nice. You know? And like I said, that happened last July. Yeah. So you're coming up on a year, not even a year out yet. Yep. Man, yeah, that's super recent. You ever tried to do any like uh, CBD creams or anything on it? Uh, I did get. I got like a coconut aloe vera like weird cream that my wife got. That's supposed to I, I don't know if it's CBD or 
CBD or not, I'll get back with you on it. But she like mixed it in and it basically made it, I guess, took out some of the inflammation. Yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. feel a difference at the time because by that time I was already starting to feel better, you know, because I could before I couldn't touch it. Like, yeah. You couldn't even touch my foot. Yeah. You know, I had so to walk kind of weird. Yeah. I went back to work after uh, like, what, three months and I thought I made a mistake. I thought, you know, maybe I came back to work a little too soon. Really? Maybe I should have actually went to rehab and yeah. had them work this out You should more. definitely do that. <laughs> so, dude, one of the best things you could do, to be honest, man, is just walk around barefoot as much as possible. Well, I don't like shoes. I even used to have those uh, what, those five fingers. Yeah. Those, what were they? Those the, Vibrams. Yeah, the Vibrams. Yeah. Or, yeah, Vibrams. Uh, I got those for Christmas a couple years ago, and I wore those everywhere. Yeah. What I didn't like about them, they give you the socks. The socks made my feet, like, cramp. Oh, really? So I was like, I can't do the socks. But I could wear them without the socks. Yeah. But uh, going back to the barefooted thing, when I lived with my wife now, I lived with her and her mom before we bought our house. Yeah. And they had, like, a big, you know, like, 30 acres of field. Well, any time... It would like rain a little bit. I would cut me out a section of that field, and that's what I was running in because I was I was training at destruction and doing that. You know, I would run barefooted. I never wore shoes yeah. running. I feel that's why I like to run too. You know, people give me shit for running because they're like, "That ain't good for you." You know, not just not, as soon as you said it, I was like, "Oh, here we go." Because there's other guys that uh, that I know that are like, "Man, you can't run. That's just too bad on your body." There's nothing wrong with running. It's just it's just want to make sure that you're running. Your feet are well. Yeah. You're running correctly. You know, you're landing midfoot. So many people are heel strikers. They're landing too much on their toe, which I've been guilty of both, which is why I know, right? Like, I mean, I've definitely like done the heel striking which felt really comfortable but i know it's just like fucking wrecking my hips oh yeah and then like i've I've went too far forward and then i started doing too much on my toe and then like my fucking knees would start hurting so like now i run at a pretty slow pace i try to keep my heart rate like really low and then i run for a really long time is usually the goal but i try to strike midfoot and like i switch to barefoot uh, shoes and i wear sandals all the time and like I'm just very conscious of my feet. So it's like, it's not necessarily that I think running's bad. <laughs> it's just, um, I know there are a lot of ways to do it and it may not be the best. Like if, if like you don't have the capacity or the form, not necessarily you, just anybody no, no, no. in general. I, I'm a, uh, I guess you could call it like a toe runner. Yeah. Like I land on my toes and launch. Like, yeah. I try to get big strides. I have pretty short legs, so I don't have big strides. Yeah. So I try to get that, I think, just running. Yeah. And, I mean, you can do some stride length things and whatnot. There's some stretching and whatnot. But, like, the where you land can really affect everything. No, I agree. I agree. I definitely have some uh, issues with it. The thing about running is I feel I feel great running. Yeah. Well, if you enjoy it, dude, you enjoy it. Shit. It's that simple. All good. Like not just <laughs> not from the fitness aspect. It feels like I uh Yeah. You know, I just feel better running. Yeah, you just I'll, I'll like run it. at the gym. It's okay, but I'm there running it. When I'm running at the gym, it's for fitness reasons. Yeah. Whether I'm cutting weight, because uh, that's another thing I'll tell you about. Uh <laughs> I started fighting and yeah. cutting weight and I don't sweat. I've never sweat. You don't sweat. That doesn't sound right. Is that not that like that's not can't be normal, right? What, what, there's I, a name for people who don't sweat. <laughs> <laughs> not stinky. <laughs> no, no, no. I swear. Uh, 
There has to be. We're some, getting we're getting off topic a little bit. There is no off topic. There has to be some <laughs> sort of name for that. We'll have to look it up. For real. Oh, all right, keep. Talking. It's one of those things. Uh, and I'm I'm not kidding. So I took a fight against a guy who belled on one of my shows. Yeah. You know, main event, the guy belled last minute. Uh-huh. Like why everybody is in the cage right now. So you to go. took a fight with him? Yeah, because he started talking shit on me on the internet. Okay. So I was like, you know, he's like, Well, some some short promoter ain't gonna talk shit to me. Yeah. I was like, Well, you know, the short promoter. You're not prom- that short. The short promoter will bust your ass. How tall are you? Five nine. Oh. I feel like you're you look so much taller. Maybe it's your shoes you had heels <laughs> on. That's probably what it was. Look at you giving the ASICs all that credit. <laughs> <laughs> You look the whole lot. I mean, five nine is not that short. I mean, no. I'll probably give you a couple inches, but you're probably about five eleven when you walked in. I was six six when I came here. <laughs> no, but uh, I ended up taking a fight against him, and fought on Patrick's show, uh, yeah. Cage Champs. And I was like, you know what? This guy's kind of small. I was like two twenty five at the time, and I was like, I'll meet you at one thirty or one ninety catch weight. Yeah. He's like, I'll take that fight. So. Yeah. He took it? He took it. You guys fought? Yeah. Nice. I, I trained with uh, a couple of the guys from Destruction still, but I trained mainly with Minky. John Minky? John. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's a fucking wizard. Oh, my God. And he want, he's so crazy. He wanted me to, like, kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's his mentality. Yeah, I love John. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's awesome, man. Yeah, I've known him for a long time. So you were, you were talking about cutting weight. Yeah, so I weighed 225. I took the fight. Uh, I fought this guy June 2nd, so I took it early May. Yeah. So I had a month to cut from 225 to 190. Yeah. So basically, I uh, it was mainly running for me. Really? Just you know, the whole time? Sauna suit, sweats, uh, sweatshirt, sauna suit every day. So you had to sweat something. Yeah, you that was the only – but if I just run, if I just run, even with a sweatshirt, I, I'll take that off and it'll feel dry. Really? I don't – if we were to go outside – well, not right now because it's kind of cool out there, but, but you won't even to, see me. But you, you're able to, like, physically sweat. Oh, it can happen. It just takes it a lot. It just – I basically got to push my body up to, like, 100-degree weather with a sauna suit and a hoodie on. Really? Yeah. That's some fascinating shit, dude. And I was drinking two gallons of water a day. Yeah. And I'm like – You piss a lot? Uh, kind of. Yeah? But I wouldn't – I wouldn't say I'm like a like overly overly crazy pisser, you know. Huh. Just it's it's so weird. People can't believe it. Yeah, it sounds you know? it sounds crazy. Shit, dude. Where I work upstairs, it gets like 120, 130 degrees. Yeah. I go up there, and those guys are dying. And yeah, it doesn't bother me one bit. Really? No, I like the heat. I usually have a pretty I, high like yeah. p- tolerance point. Yeah, it's in, pretty warm in here now. Is it? Yeah. In here? Yeah. For real? Hmm. Well, you have a sweatshirt on. Oh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I like it. I'm one of those guys that likes 90 to 100 degree weather. I'm, it just feels good to huh. me. I wonder the temperatures in here. I think it's only like uh, <laughs> 70 something. Maybe not even that warm. We're in like the basement. I went to, uh, was it last year? No, the year before. My brother got married in Vegas and we went in July. Oh, yeah. 117 when we were there. Dude, I was there last August. It was fucking hot. But yeah. What's funny is we're going this July. Are you? Yeah, uh, July 18th we fly out. And oh my God, it's going to be like 120. Yeah, it'd be a good time. What are you going for? Uh, a bachelor party. A bachelor party. <laughs> but I'm not, when it comes to Vegas, I'm not all crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys, I sit down. 
enjoy the free drinks, and I'll just sit and play like uh, I play bubble craps. They don't have that shit in St. Louis. Okay. That is the coolest <laughs> game ever. I don't. What is it? It's craps. Uh-huh. You know, normal craps, but instead of everyone at a table, you have like your own digital screen, and you have your own station. And then there's like seven seats around this, and then a huge, like a uh, bubble in the middle. Huh. And the dice are like you know this big. Uh-huh. And are they like digital dice, or real dice? No, they're real. Okay. Because they uh like rumble. It rumbles and, and then it pops. Oh, okay. But I'll yeah. sit there for six hours straight, you know, just drinking frozen margaritas and Jack and Cokes. That's what I order together. <laughs> That's and they're free. Cause oh you're, yeah. Because you're playing. Yeah. Oh shit! What are the stipulations to get free drinks? You just got to be playing. You just got to be playing. Yeah, uh, I know some people probably just like play like play the um, like penny slots and shit like that. Try to get free. Oh, drinks I've played that, that game. I I uh, like sit down somewhere, act like I'm paying or yeah playing. Yeah, they bring me drinks and get back up. <laughs> but I've had that shit. Uh, the last time I was there, that shit backfired on me. Really? Why? Because uh, my buddy's playing this horse game. It's like basically like the real her- horse derby. Yeah. So he's betting, and I sit down. I'm like, I need a drink. You know, I order a Jack and a Mellow Yellow or a Jack and Coke. Yeah. So I order it, and I'm waiting forever. I'm waiting like half an hour, and I'm thinking, God, where did she go? Well, meanwhile, here I am playing this game, you know, losing money. (laughs) And I'm like, I got to get up and go somewhere else, man. I'm like 60 bucks down. Shit. So I turned around, and there's one of those craps machines with no one there. And I turn around and I start playing that. Man, within a couple of minutes, I'm down another 50 bucks. Damn, I'm dude. Like, this drink is costing me too much money right now. It's not and worth I it. I never even got it. You never got it? I never even got it. <laughs> Dang. Well, you know, all in all, though, you're up still, it sounds like. It's just the one time, right? Yeah. Uh, the first the first time I went, no, this last time I went, I actually did pretty good the first night. Yeah. The rest of the nights were okay, but... Yeah. Uh, when it was all said and done, after all the trip was paid, they basically paid me thirty six bucks to to go there. Nice. So to me, that's a win, you know. Dude, hey, you made a little <laughs> bit of money, dude. You had a good experience. Yeah, I'm not much of a gambler. It's not my scene. I um, I, no, I went to Vegas last year for um, for a, a jujitsu tournament for Worlds, and I was like, man, I, I'm not even gonna like Vegas, dude. I fucking love. You don't Vegas. have. Yeah, I was telling <laughs> someone that yesterday. You don't have to gamble to enjoy vegas you really don't dude i fucking loved it and the last night we were there dude like we went to uh friedmont street so like the old strip yeah and bro they we got we got one drink it was like a tequila sunrise and i don't know how like the glass was like this big and three-fourths of it was all tequila <laughs> oh yeah and like he used the bartender <laughs> poured i think i can't remember how many drinks he poured total but he used a fifth for just like three drinks it was fucking insane. <laughs> like, I had that one drink the whole night, and it's had such a great time. We were just there's just people everywhere. Fucking there's freaks <laughs> to look at, and it's like, what is going on? It was chaos. We just had. A I good love time. it. I love it because you can go to Vegas, and I was telling my nieces yesterday, you can go to Vegas and you could be wearing a banana costume topless oh. and no one gives a no shit. One fuck. it's the freak show in like the best way like i loved it so much we just had such a good we started a conga line like we were fucking getting wild it was a good time and the talent there is unbelievable 
Like some of those street performers, you're like, oh, my yeah, dude. God. They all, yeah, they all have like these little circles that they stand in and they're all performing. Yeah, we saw this one rapper kid and um, yeah, he was killing. He was just freestyling and just, you know, doing like just picking the people in the crowd and just going off of it. Now, you know what? I'll tell you where they were slacking because I saw a whole bunch of street performers whenever um, I was down at the pier in San Francisco. Um, they didn't have signs with them to say where you could send money. Like in uh, in San Francisco, all the performers they had like little signs with like their Venmo handle and their PayPal handle oh, yeah? and like their social handles. They're like, follow me, and like, you can send money here. So they made it super. <laughs> and it makes sense in San Francisco, right? Because it's a very um, shit. I mean, it's like a tech hub, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm like, man, people in Vegas need to learn, like. For real, like who doesn't have at least one of those apps, like Cash App or Venmo or PayPal? There's, wonder uh, I have all of them. <laughs> I wonder because a lot of those street performers have this like persona. I'm sure some of them are, but they have this persona like they're dirt poor. So I'm wondering if they were to think, hey, if they think I have all these, you know, all this access to the technology to be paid at anywhere, or to have all these social media accounts. I wonder if they think it'd take away from their from their aura a little bit. I mean, maybe if they're just sitting there begging, but I think if they're like actually like this is my craft or this is my like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here to make money, like this is what I'm doing, then they need to make it as easy as possible for people to pay them. And every, who doesn't have a cell phone, dude? Those services are free. Apps are free. Yeah. Shit. No, you're yeah, you're right. I just it seems like some of them like I go down there and I see these guys who are awesome guitar players and yeah. they're playing on like a $20 piece of shit that yeah. no one in their right mind would actually play. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't tune it all the way. I'm like, I know I can hear you play. I know you know how to tune that bastard, you know? Yeah. And I just kind of wonder if that's, maybe that, that's being, part of the game. Maybe they're just being lazy. You know, like, uh, like they always joke about the, you know, the guys. Uh, what movie was that on where he's begging and then all of a sudden pulls off his rags and then un, he basically reveals a Lamborghini that he's driving or a, a BMW or something. I've seen know? a commercial like that. And I'm sure it's been <laughs> in movies too. Yeah. Dude, those panhandlers can make a lot of money. I don't know if there was, um, I don't know where the information was gathered, but I'm pretty sure I heard like a report or read something or. It's probably one of those things that I heard. I just never validated, but <laughs> that you know, some of these panhandlers are making you know fifty, sixty, seventy a year. I, I believe it. You know I one hundred percent believe it. Work in the right corner, just killing I mean, it. You may know people that are like, man, screw that. I ain't putting money in that, but because I know those people. But I also know those people that'll put in five bucks or twenty bucks. Yeah. So I mean, it's there. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. One I'm, time, uh. We were in Farmington and we saw a whole family like on the corner. Something struck me. I'm and trust me, I'm not I'm not a super asshole. Some people would disagree. <laughs> but the bad guys I'm also story. not like heartless. So, you know, we go to Walmart, they're at the end and I'm telling my wife, I'm like, mm, that's not sitting right with me. You know, they have because it's kinda hot outside, they have a father, daughter, and yeah. and the mom. And uh we ended up buying some groceries and just bringing them out, but they were gone. Oh, really? I was like, well, shit, you know. She said something to them. <laughs> well, this was beforehand. Yeah, you I was just like, decided oh. while you were inside? Yeah, because oh, okay. it was it was just kind of bouncing around in my head like, you know yeah. what? You know, I I need to I need to do something about that. Yeah. And like I guess they had moved on. Yeah, I get it, man. It's good to put out that positive energy in the world. 
And I mean, I'll I'll be completely honest. I am not, I am not a super. I wouldn't say I'm a negative person, but I'm not. I kind of play that middle. You know, I try to be in a good mood all the time, but I always see the negative and stuff too. Really? And yeah. and I don't want to. You know, it's yeah. one of those things where I'm like, uh, even the wife the other day was like, God, you're always you're always talking shit on something. Like, uh, I try I to keep it as positive. I can't help it. Yeah. But it is hard, man. I have a lot of uh, like negative, self-deprecating thoughts. Like I'm always, just, I'm just so fucking hard on myself. I was listening. I don't know what I was listening to or who it was, but they were saying that, um, you know, maybe it was. I was just watching this. Uh, is it the shop? LeBron James has this show on HBO. It's like short little five episodes. Like they're like twenty or thirty minutes, just conversations them sitting in the barbershop, and uh, really good episodes actually. But I think one of the persons said that um, like. You, you talk to yourself more than anybody. Like, you know, like nobody talks to you more than yourself. Oh, so yeah. So I have a lot of self I'm always telling myself, like, yeah, you got to do more. You're like, you're not doing enough. So I've been working on, like, being more positive in that regard. But I try to keep it pretty fucking positive. So do you, uh, do you talk to yourself? All the time, yeah. Constantly. I, I always think, doesn't like, I'll stop myself. I'll stop myself and question myself. Uh, that's talking to myself like. dude i'm so weird <laughs> sometimes i'll be like can i have an issue where like i'll replay um conversations in my head and like i just randomly like say something out loud <laughs> from the shit that i'm going over in my head whether it's a conversation that i had or i'm um, just thinking about something i'll just randomly say something out loud <laughs> I'm, I feel like that too. Me, my kids will hear me. They're like, "What the fuck is he doing?" <laughs> we'll be in the car. I'll just be randomly saying stuff. Oh, I'm a weirdo, dude. Uh, I I feel like that uh, sometimes with myself. Like, I'll be talking to myself, and I guess everyone does, right? I I guess everyone has an inner monologue that I, I would think so. But you know, when you start interacting Maybe. with it, then it's an issue. <laughs> if if yourself is telling yourself something. And then yourself gets onto them. Yeah. <laughs> then you got some problems. Yeah. And I think that's how I am too. Your voice is just a little weird. <laughs> am I peaking? No, you're. Um, it was a little bit there, but you're good. <laughs> it's all good. Um. Yeah, man. I guess it's only an issue if you're fucking crazy. So, uh, let's get back to MMA. Where are you at now with that? With MMA? I'm not talking about just competing. I'm talking about training competition um and watching spectating um i don't really watch at all i've never so here's the thing i've never really been like a fan of sports not really ever um i i kind of tried growing up because like most of my friends were and you know you just kind of want to fit in so you kind of try so i uh but i never really cared about following sports so i did watch fighting you know, in the beginning, and um, I was a fan for a little bit, and but now, like, I'll go to fight shows, um, like, at, if, like, uh, like Tracy will have him at his house or something, and I just go just to hang out with everybody. I really don't care too much about the fights. Now, if there are some good fights, I can still appreciate good fights. Well, you know, you know what good fighters are. Yeah, you know? and I like, and I can still appreciate it. So, like, I'll look them up like after the fact on like MMA Core. Um, I watch some fights on there, but. I'm not really too big of a fan. Like, I don't follow it or really take too much time to watch fighting. Now, um, as far as training, I pretty much just do jujitsu these days. Um, I do actually hold pads. So, I, I am training um, a young up and comer, Jackson Henson. He, uh, this kid's a fucking savage. So, his dad is Sammy Henson, who is, um, he was a world gold medalist, Olympic silver medalist wrestler. Um, fucking, I think he also took bronze at Worlds. Just, Holy cow. yeah, dude's just a savage. 
And um, so, yeah, this kid is, uh, man, he's definitely going to be something special. So I've been working with him on striking and just kind of, you know, from a strategic MMA perspective. And uh, I'm excited to see what's going on with him. But um, other than that, man, that's kind of my involvement in MMA. I hope pads for some people if, like, they want to learn striking. I teach some kids some striking. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. I work uh, with Shamrock capturing content for their for their social. So. Oh, yeah, they're killing it, man. Oh, yeah, Shamrock's killing it. So it's it's really nice working on that team and being in with those guys. I, the thing is, man, I love Jesse Finney. I don't know, man. You hear mixed reviews all the fucking times, but that guy's been nothing but good well, to me. Well, I, I won't lie. I might have said something in passing, like, yeah. about Jesse when, I mean, completely honest, maybe I didn't know the whole situation or something, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. But then when I've talked to him – and worked with him like uh, we've worked through different fighters. He came to me one time asking about a fighter and asked if it'd be okay. You know, hey, I know this guy fights for you. Yeah. No one does that. Yeah. To me, that right there alone is like, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, that's Anytime that's awesome. I, I was talking to somebody the, um, the other day and they were starting to talk. I was like, look, dude, I'm kind of saying the same thing I'm saying to you. Like. I only go by my experience. Anytime I've, I go, so, like, when did this happen? Because anytime you ever hear anybody talking shit, they always talk about something. They're always really vague, and it's always about something that happened a long time ago. And I'm always like, hey, look, I have no doubt that maybe there was some shit that rubbed some people the wrong way, or maybe he did do something back, back in the day. But, like, okay, how long has he been in this game? Like, you're going to judge somebody from when they were, like, a yeah. young man? Like, yeah. I don't know. Everything that I've ever dealt with has been fantastic. So, I mean, I love working with Shamrock. They're fucking killing Yeah, me. I mean, like I said, I might have said something here and there. I might not have. I, d I don't know. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think Jesse said something like, oh, we, uh, you want you done talking crap on me? <laughs> and I, I just laughed it off because I honestly, I might have said something and I don't know. Yeah. Or I don't remember. Yeah. I might not have had a good reason. I might have had a good reason. Hell, I don't remember. Yeah. But, you know, I can't, we just moved past that and I... You know, I'm aware enough to know that what he's doing is good for our area. Yeah, dude, they're fucking killing it. So, yeah, I really enjoy just working on that team and capturing content for those oh, guys. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's always been one of those things where I'm like, I, I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate oh, yeah. what they do. Another thing is they, they're all about the production. That's why, that's dude, what I love. They create a show. Yeah. You talk about an experience? Absolutely. It's fun. Yeah, dude, they just had their um, their show this past, yep. uh, was it Saturday? Friday. Yep. Friday it was. And, uh, dude, it was, yeah, it, um, it was a sold-out crowd. And, like, in the beginning, like, if there wasn't that many people there. But they trickled in, and, like, dude, it filled up fast. Um, it was a good, good card. It was uh, him locking down the casinos. I mean, that's just brilliant. Oh, yeah. You know, that's just, you know, Jim did it for a little bit at uh, at Ameristar. Yeah. You know, and me and him were good buddies for a while. No one liked Jim Jenkins, but yeah. I, I talked to the guy. I liked Jim, too. Because yeah. he, was, he was one of those guys that he was in it for the money for the most part, but he would tell you that. Yeah. Like, this is my job. You know, this is important to me. Here's how many tickets. Everything was ticket amount, you know? Yeah. You might not like that, but you got to respect it because he's not playing a game. Now, here's also the thing about Jim. Jim is legitimately probably um, like the best matchmaker in the whole. Oh, fucking he, he does great. State. Like, yeah, he's he's really fucking good at like making very even matches and like good matchups and styles and different things, which was almost to a fault because that's kind of what he relied on as a business model is putting on good fights. 
and it's more about the experience of the show. I agree. Early on, I didn't like this amateur record, like, oh, this guy could only fight this guy, or he could only fight, because I knew guys coming up that were 0-0 that would obliterate guys. Yeah. I mean, there was no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I've seen it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, we cannot put this guy up against another. Yeah. Even if he saves 3-0, you can't put him up against him. He's going to hurt him. Yeah. And through the commission at the time, I would go back and forth with Coop. I'm like, I'm telling you, man, he's he's legit. Yeah. There's some that I was probably wrong. And Coop's probably, you know, probably seen a hundred of them where people are like, oh, this guy's the next coming. And then he comes in there and he stinks a place up. Yeah. But I was telling Coop, I'm like, listen, man, this kid is, you don't want him fighting new guys. And sure enough, put him up against, uh, you know, like an 0-1 guy or a 1-0 guy. And it was a complete massacre. Then you put him up against another guy who was decent, but he had a losing record. Say he's like 3-5. and He's, it's a massacre. And then I put him up against a guy who was like eight and one or eight and two, and he destroys him. And I'm like, God. And then he just yeah. quits and <laughs> goes goes to work. Yeah, you know, just doing whatever. It happens a lot, man. You see a lot of young savages, um, and then they just life life takes over. Oh, uh, one that comes to mind, Austin Austin Knight, dude was oh, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. He was awesome, but it was just one of those things where. He didn't love it. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't love it. Yeah. I thought well, it was it fun. Either. I thought it was fun. I knew I wasn't good enough yeah. to do anything with it. It was, <laughs> it was for fun. Yeah. You, know? you see that all the time. You see it all the time. And, and that's kind of like, I mean, what's driving your passion now, right? With like the YouTube channel. Oh, and, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, good segue into that. <laughs> do you want to you wanna just... Yeah, dude. Let's, let's fucking let's talk about it. Well, uh, yeah, I've wanted a YouTube channel... Man, I'm thinking back 2009, 2010. Yeah, you've been thinking about it all this time. You just started it, like, how many months ago? In October. In October, right? So yeah. within less than six months, I mean, you got 1,100 followers. How many videos you got posted up? Um, I think I got nine or ten. Nine or ten? So yeah. you got 1,100 followers off of, like, ten videos? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's legit as fuck, bro. It was crazy. I kind of sit stagnant. The first video I ever did, um, BS Sessions. YouTube. Yeah, plug it, bro. Plug <laughs> it. BS sessions. It's it's a guitar, you know, guitar cover lesson. Mm-hmm. Although my lessons aren't too in depth, I kind of I wouldn't call it the slimy route, but I I want more followers when I start when I start making 30 40 plus minute videos of like in-depth. I don't want it to be like sunken down in the algorithm, you know? So I'm trying to build that following and then and give then that I'll, content. Yeah, and then I'll start putting out like a lot more in depth, but then I also think of it. Well, maybe the in depth videos well, will bring. <laughs> I would just honestly, dude. I would just put it all out because people will find it, and like you could always like reshare it, and, like oh yeah, post it. And, and uh, we were talking offline earlier before the before we started this podcast. What's interesting is one reason I pick guitar is because it's got a re 
rewatchability factor. Dude, guitars are dope. I love a guitar riff. Like some of my I almost brought my acoustic solo. up here, man. It, I almost brought it, it up here, and I was like, playing. "Well, yeah. I don't want to look like a tryhard." Dude, it would have been awesome. Bringing all my stuff. I would have loved it. Yeah, no, I was talking to my buddy beforehand. He's like, "Dude, you should tell him to bring his guitar." And I'm like, "Dude, I should have told him to bring his guitar." But I was like, "He's probably almost here now." Damn it! Yeah, I would have too. I would have <laughs> yeah, brought it. Fuck. I just bought a brand new one last uh, last Monday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dang, dude. That's always one of those things, man. Just like people can make those fucking things sing, dude. I love it. I've been playing since I was 12 years old, and I'm 37 now. Yeah. I'm not as good as you would think <laughs> with that much time because, like, I was, uh, we discussed a lot of things beforehand. <laughs> that happens all the time. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I I almost got rid of everything that I had except one acoustic. Yeah. I sold it all in 2008. And got a got dirt bikes. Yeah, you know, I've always been a rider, but I kind of wanted to get rid of all my music stuff. Kind of move past the bands and you know all that stuff. Yeah, were you in a band? I've been in a couple bands. Okay, St. Louis bands. Yeah, I've I've played some uh, some pretty good shows at some good venues too. Yeah, you know like Mississippi Nights and nice a few shows at Pops. You know the bands were good. I I enjoyed them. They you know they're local bands. Yeah, so still a good time. Oh, it was it was a blast. But, Were you uh, in Apollo's Daughter? No, my brother was. Oh, your brother's in that. Or is, yeah. Yeah, they're still a band, right? Yeah. Okay, so make sure. Okay. Yeah, they're good. He's he's definitely had more success than local bands than I have. They're fucking, they they won that one Battle of the Bands yeah. thing, and uh, yeah, that was pretty dope. That was probably no, couple, they're good. Was that, very, ago, very good ago? musicians. How long ago was that? Like three years ago, four years ago? Probably three, three years ago. Three? three, four years ago. Dude, time just flies. You never it know. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've been in some bands. You're fucking... You did the the motocross. Oh yeah, thing. no, no. I got rid of I got rid of all my music stuff. You know my amps, my guitars, which I regret to this day. Yeah. I got rid of a guitar that I ordered for me, and basically customized it for me, and then sold it for little to nothing. Ugh, it happens. And what's crazy is I know the guy that has it. Yeah. And I almost offered him. No, I did offer him way more than I should have for it because I just want it back. Yeah. And he's like. He was there and then was just like, nah, I can't get rid of it. He and I it. can't blame him because I had it set up perfect. You know, yeah. it's a perfect guitar. <laughs> but, you know, that's just that's the way it goes. It happens. But uh, I kept an acoustic and got sold it all and bought dirt bikes. Bought a dirt bike for me, the wife. You know, and that's what we did for a couple years. Yeah. And I've always missed playing guitar like electric guitar. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you want to go to guitar and then talk about YouTube or? I mean, it's, it's all kind of relevant, right? Yeah, it kind of all, it'll all fade together in the end, you know? Yeah. So. We got time still. Yeah, YouTube. I always wanted to have a YouTube account. My brother and I talked about this. Another brother of mine. He actually has a YouTube account that he yeah. did in like 2011. Like yeah. old Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops videos. And uh, we were all about that YouTube money, you know, because then it was like around that 2009 time, people are like, oh, man, they're getting like YouTube money. Because I think at the time, like uh, YouTube would give you like a debit card and charge us or that's how that's how people always acted like uh, that epic meal time. I don't know if you've ever watched any other videos. Mm. <laughs> they come out with the, the stupidest shit, but it's hilarious. Like fast food lasagna. Oh, yeah. And it's like a lasagna with like Big Macs on the bottom. 
Oh, bacon. Yeah. I've seen that shit. Well, you know, they were the, one of the biggest ones that started. Really? And they were making that YouTube money. They always yeah, talked about it. Yeah, a lot it. of people were making a lot of money for a while. And then I know YouTube kind of changed their you know, monetization Yeah, structure. I think in like 2015 or 2016, things changed up quite a bit. And then last year, things changed up quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I know people were talking about how just overnight, they're, you know, they're, the amount that they were making just was like cut in half. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it does suck. I like it in a way because that almost takes the saturation out also. Yeah. You know, if if you can't just get in and make a bunch of money, you're going to have a lot of people just not even mess with it. Yeah. You know, because just like anything else, they saw that as an easy way to make money. Hey, I can just make stupid videos and make some money. Yeah. And that's not the case anymore. You know, you have to put some time into it. Yeah. And you, especially now because you're, you're fighting everybody else's cool thumbnails and which is... My favorite part, by the way, is Getting making the thumbnails. thumbnails. Yeah, what do you use? Oh, Photoshop. Photoshop. I I pay uh I pay for all Creative Cloud. Okay. So I got uh, Audition, Photoshop, Lion. and Premiere Pro is what I use. Okay. For everything. Nice. But uh, so YouTube has always been an interest to me. I just never uh never knew how to almost get into it. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, like I was telling you before we started this podcast, I didn't want to be a guitar YouTuber. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be a gaming YouTuber. You gaming. You got to go to Stitcher for that shit. You, yeah, man, you got to. Do people do gaming on YouTube? Gaming gaming? Yeah. Like oh, on my YouTube. God, yeah. Is, is streaming on YouTube for gaming popular? Uh, Streaming changed a little bit because Twitch took over streaming. Yeah. But they they still you just go wanna, live. Like, make videos. Yeah, you record them and then yeah, post just them? commentate. Oh, okay. What, what kind of what I grew up on, like as far as the Call of Duty era goes. Yeah. You know, because that's my main game is Call of Duty. I've been, I played uh, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Four in two thousand seven, and no matter how shitty the Call of Duty is, you know, I buy it every single year. Yeah. And I jam. I fall into the hype. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, here we go. It, this is gonna be the year. And I'm like, I God. always suck at that shit. I get so frustrated, <laughs> man, because like, they're just people are just too good. I don't have the time to get that good. What's? I'm pretty good. I'm not great. I'm pretty good. Dude, my brother would just fucking clean house on Call of Duty. I'm like, I can't keep up with this kid. <laughs> the thing about it is, you have to keep playing, or it moves without you. It's oh, like everything else. One hundred percent. Dude, these guys are next level, man. Like, I don't have the time to, to get. I feel like these I feel like my grandpa when I'm like, back in my day, I held a 3.0 KD, you little shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. But then I'll play for, you know, like this newest Call of Duty. I played with my nephew. This, and he's a phenom. Like, yeah. I'm like, God, we need to start your channel up. I'll produce it. Yeah. Because he's on another level. Yeah. You just know? start with that. Start with the talent. Yeah, it's a, you have to learn to swallow your ego and people oh. people are younger start fucking you up in, in video games, right? Because at a certain point, right, it was all the older people would beat you, but then it's like, all right, well, then you beat the younger people, but now it's just like age doesn't even matter. No, and they start so early. Man, you have to, yeah, you got these phenoms that are like seven, eight years old. Well, uh, number one, number two, this guy, three in the world. I don't know too much about it because I don't play Fortnite, but this kid, Mongrel... He's like 13 or 14 years old, and, like, this guy just destroys everybody. Yeah. Like, he plays with a keyboard, like, all vertical, and, like, it's gnarly. And I'm like, how? How are you at 13, you know, and you're doing this to pros? Like, he's destroying, like, pro players. 
So why not? So why not go the video game route? Why? Why? Why the guitar route? When almost, I would say almost like a crutch. Talking about egos. This is this. <laughs> I'm in almost like a midlife. I wouldn't say a crisis, like a midlife awakening. Just that I'm trying to get rid of this ego that I've had my whole life. Just you know, bro. <laughs> when I started <laughs> like a, like MMA, <laughs> when I started and I came in, I thought I was tough, and I was tough but i wasn't technically tough yeah you know i've always been able to hold my own i was always an asshole i always got into fights you know i look back now and i'm like god that guy was a jerk off you yeah know? you he needed that, his ass kicked you got that same guy maybe maybe i needed my ass whooped in high school it didn't happen like it should have mm-hmm. you know trust me i i tell the story like people were talking about the good old days and i'm like you know i'm not the good guy in my story when it comes to that yeah you know i'm not this uh, you're not the hero. Yeah, I'm not the hero. I'm the. I never shied away from that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I beat up some bullies, and yeah, I got into some mix-ups with guys pushing around their women or whatever. But I wouldn't say that I was the good guy in this because I once I saw that opening, I like kind of like let's yeah. wedge that in here. <laughs> so no matter what, I'm in a conflict. Yeah. You know, it was it was fun. It was the adrenaline rush was fun. Yeah. When I first started going to Destruction MMA. I kind of got, I wouldn't say greenlit, but like Eric, like was like, you know, we're, it's yeah. time to chill you yeah, out a little you. bit. And I, you know, I loved it. You yeah. know, I know I'm sure you've done the same thing or know at least some people that have, but it got to the point where I was pushing my body so much and taking a beating, but then being successful where I was like an emotional wreck some days, yeah. you know, leaving the gym, you know, I'm pretty emotional Just exhausted. and I'm like, what the, what is going on with me right now? You yeah. know, I'm not an emotion, emotional person, you know, why is this happening? But it was like pushing your body to that limit. So that was, that was when my ego started getting hit a little bit. I would say my ego started going to back up a little bit when the NFA started growing. I was like, holy shit. Like I see my t-shirts at, at Walmart, I see my T-shirts at like just random places. I'm like, yeah, how weird is this? Yeah, it's cool to see though. You know, so yeah, I mean that that kind of swole my head a little bit, but I was aware of it. You know, I never backed down or shied away from how my ego is at times. Uh-huh. But you know, fast forward to now, it's the same way. I know I'm not good enough at those games to run a channel off of it. I say that because you have to have either a lot of charisma or some badass playing or a little bit of both. I didn't see my, I don't know if my delivery was good enough to host and commentate my own gameplay. Might be. <laughs> you got to try it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's one, well, what's funny is uh, when I started the YouTube with guitar, mm-hmm. I started out like that. And I just listen to feedback. People are like, you're talking too much. You're talking too long. So my first videos were me talking, explaining what I'm doing. And some people loved it. Some people liked it. No one, no one said they hated it, but some people liked it. And some people were like, eh, yeah. maybe talk less. And I was like, you know, I, I agree. I'm, I'm trying to get my, uh, get my balance going. Yeah, man, you find your groove. Well, then I got to where I took out my intros altogether. So now I don't talk. You just play. I just play. And that's when you found success? It, as far as like... That's... Growing. I don't know. I don't know what happened. How many, so, how many videos don't have you talking? Uh, The last three. The last three? Is that when you've seen the most growth? No. 
this this is what uh, this was what's odd with my channel. So I started in October. I put out a Hotel California solo video. Yeah. It had like I don't know a couple hundred views. It did okay. So just the title alone did good, and I had like thirty subscribers. I don't know if someone shared it or what happened, but in February, this thing hit a trend and was just like, whoop. Yeah. My overnight, and I'm not, I'm not uh, exaggerating. Overnight, my subscribers went from 30 to 170. Oh shit! And my my views went from like 200 to like 700 nice. on that video. I'm That's like, legit. what the hell? Like, I didn't know what was going on. And then it just kept getting there. And now, like, uh, that video has, like, 2,800 views. Nice. And in the past three months, I've went from, you know, 100 subs to – or 200 subs to 1,100. Yeah. And I don't know why. Because (laughs) my newer videos, for the most part, they're not all getting – it's not all – Yeah. Dude, you never know what the rhyme and reason is, but as long as it's And if you look at it, you can't figure it out. You're like, okay, well, this video got 2,800. You bought them. That's what happened. Huh? You bought them. That's what happened. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's a, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's one of those things where I'm like, this video did good. This video did not do well. Mm -hmm. This video did good. Then two that did okay. I'm like, what? What is causing these to trend? Obviously, if I knew that answer and that answer was able to be found in the algorithm, everyone yeah. would be successful. Yeah. You know, but like yeah. I was saying earlier, it's a puzzle. If I take out the success of YouTube, not not now, I, I don't consider myself successful on YouTube. But if I take out wanting that success, I feel like I'm going to live a less uh uh, what? How am I trying to explain this? I'll live a life where I'm less stressed out over it. You know, because when I started seeing that growth, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I got to get to work. Yeah, you start getting like anxiety over the numbers. Yeah, and, and I shit. don't want that because then I'll yeah. start hating it. And it got to that point already. I feel you. You know, already I'm like, I don't want to go do a video. I don't want to. What's funny, if you see all my outtakes of me messing up, yeah, I was just talking about this to my brother and his wife <laughs> yesterday, because, you know, here I am doing a six-minute solo, and at the end, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, because <laughs> I'm doing it all in one takes. I'm not trying to copy and paste uh, yeah. it, and I have only have one camera, too. Like, a lot of guys play that game where they can, if they're switching cameras on and off, you can edit and... Yeah, because you're chopping it up anyway. So I'm doing a full, like just a one take. Yeah. So I'm like, here we go, and uh, some of my outtakes are me like you know clicking for the tracks so I can sync it up. Yeah. <laughs> but some of them get harder. Like and I'm knocking on my guitar like, come on, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like I'm talking to myself like, you gotta get through this. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that's the once it's all recorded. Then, then it's all about putting it together, and yeah, God, that can be a pain in the ass. It's definitely a process, man. It is definitely a process. But, I have to work through the same thing, just putting out the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to sync everything up, and yeah, yeah. Do you ever cut up your videos, or you just let them fly? No, yeah, I don't. I don't chop up the videos or like any of these conversations. So I'll go back and I'll record like an intro and add music. 
But um, yeah, I don't actually do any like any editing to the actual conversation or the video. I mean, if this were live, which I definitely want to work towards, you know, doing more live stuff. Um, I mean, there really wouldn't be any editing. So I mean, there's there's probably a couple conversations where I've thought like, I mean, I probably could have edited that, like made it better. But <laughs> for the most part, I'm pretty happy with how these conversations go. So yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's really chill here. You know, it's yeah, not a. It's just conversation. I almost like that. There's not a like a structure like that like okay yeah. now it's time to get here yeah you're you're pretty good already about segueing into stuff yeah but it's not a uh it's not a fake segue you know it's it's not like i try to keep it so natural. anyways you know, <laughs> we're talking we're talking to yeah. yeah i didn't listen to a word you just said um let's let's talk about this now <laughs> and you do see that in other podcasts you know where yeah. they're talking about something and then all of a sudden they move and you kind of go back like, what did I miss? You know, did, was this cut up? Yeah. You know, it's kind of odd. <laughs> it does happen. It does happen. Well, brother, we do got to wrap this up. I got to I gotta go do a couple things. Um, it's been great having you sit down. Um, I'm going to leave the floor to you. So anything you want to plug, obviously plug the, the YouTube again, um, whatever you want to talk about. Um. Just go to my YouTube channel, BS Sessions. It's got a it's got a sweet logo. I'm I'm proud I made. <laughs> uh, basically, just BS Sessions, and it's you know just guitar videos. I'm trying to think. I don't really do anything else. I don't have Snapchat or I don't use Instagram or Not any Instagram of that. Oh, dude, man, you gotta gotta get on there, and start advertising, bro. It, yeah, I'm I'm behind on times. Like I said, I mean, oh. it's one of those things. Uh, I'd like to come back on and, you know, some of the stuff I really love talking about. I love yeah. talking about the whole social media, the way it works and stuff. So Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, we'll definitely have another conversation. So, all right, brother, I will, uh, I will, uh, or we will, uh, we'll get off of here. All right, everybody. Till Thank next you. Until next time. All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation. If you are getting value out of the podcast, do me a favor and tell a friend. Also, leave a rating and a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. All right, folks, I will see you later. Bye.